Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Classroom Brew, a podcast that feels like teacher happy hour, but, uh, you know, we're just teachers having a couple of beers and uh, chatting about life. So um, this one, what I was doing was watching Teach Tony Danza, and I've talked about it a little bit because I, like an idiot, I sprung for, uh, I bought the series on Apple TV, which is everything except for one episode. There's one episode that is just, it, it's nowhere to be found on the thing. But, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm on like the fourth episode right now. And, you know, a few things that really stood out to me that I was like, you know what? I wonder if other people have seen this and are thinking similar or having similar thoughts. So in the first episode, I, it, part of me thinks that when they're doing this with Tony Danza is that he is intentionally ignorant for the sake of creating some, some drama, for the sake of, uh, you know, the same reason in a TV show why you would have someone be ignorant. It's to open the conversation. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if he has more than one class, to be honest. I think it's just the one. Which is weird to me because you should have five if you're teaching high school English. It's all good. But you should have five. Uh, they only show him doing, I think, one, maybe two. And that could be wrong. Maybe it was just the kids that signed the release or whatever uh, or were cleared to be on this show. And for context, the show was canceled because there wasn't enough drama. Nobody was <laughs> interested except for, I guess, people that wanted to be teachers in their future. And uh, that's when I discovered this, was I started watching this, I think I was an undergrad. I don't think it was great. It was, it was undergrad for sure. Maybe I was a sophomore at the time. It should have been 2012 or 2013. 12. And, uh, give or take. And I, <laughs> there's a part where he, so he instantly, I think in the first episode, he volunteers to help the football team. And he doesn't know shit about it. And I'll be honest with you, that that's fine. You can still be there to coach a, a drill and things like that. We've got people that help that don't know anything about football. But my thing is, on the first game, he just abandons this, the whole team because he wants to, and I don't know if it was part of the show or if it was him personally, but he just abandons the entire team on the sideline. He's up in the stands talking to parents, just the worst time ever. And of course, everyone's like, oh, it's Tony Danza, famous person and the teacher of my kid. Let me get my two cents. And like, do you know where he's supposed to, does he know where he's supposed to be right now? He, I think he's there for the first quarter, then he disappears until halftime because he's talking to parents, and then he disappears again, and then he's back by the time they're giving like the wrap-up. Interesting. I'd have been like, get, get the fuck out of here. Um, he also gives like a speech that's just way too long, and the head coach just leaves, and he's like, this guy cannot stop talking. But anyways, uh, he is a little ignorant in one of the episodes about students with IEPs. And there's a resource room that he's saying, no, I want you to try it here first before you quote unquote give up. And they, they educate him on the, the legal ramifications and uh, what it's like to actually have a learning disability, things like that, of course. But I'm just I'm amazed at, you know, I can't tell because he gets really upset at a certain point. And I can't tell if they're trying to give you some sort of a, an insight into how hard it really is to teach or if it's truly him being genuine or if it's a combination of the two or where the producer saying hey we can't make enough drama with the kids you better make some right now because they call him into the main office like six times to be like hey man you are you are on the cusp you're gonna fucking be out of here on your ass if you don't you're not a teacher if these kids aren't learning like they are just berating this poor guy who i think means well and even the kids are like yeah he's kind of tough sometimes uh and he, he's inexperienced but he means very well. He's a nice guy. And just the principal and his instructional coach and uh, the dean and like all the people that are in and out of his room are just complete assholes to him. Uh, 
probably kind of, you know, teeing off on him. I did like that the principal was talking about like, hey, I wouldn't expect to just put on tap shoes and be able to do what you do, Tony Danza. Uh, but you should have the same respect for uh, teaching and education. But uh, holy shit, like on the first episode, the assistant principal who I talked about in the previous episode, a previous episode, she's just like, don't be vain. Put your damn glasses on, you fucking asshole. You didn't, you didn't sign in in the right spot and you didn't sign in when you got here. And I don't care what time you got here. The moment you sign in is the timestamp that you put on there. It's like, Jesus Christ, you're doing this like in front of like all the kids in the main office in trouble on the first day. Who does that? The poor guy. Anyway, I'm just watching it a little bit, and uh, we'll see. I'm going to continue and see if uh, anything pops up for Teach Tony Danza and my takeaways. <laughs> if you've seen it, or if you haven't seen it, you should check it out. It's very interesting to see. And uh, yeah, he's in Philadelphia, where he uh, is originally from, and it's it's just very interesting to see, uh, <laughs> especially now that I have the lens of having been a teacher for uh, four or five years now. Four? three, four, five years now. <laughs> and, uh, uh, versus before I, you know, I was not, I was an undergrad. So now granted I'm looking, I'm, he's talking, he's teaching English and I haven't heard a single standard. And granted, this is probably 10 years ago now, and it's, uh, not the same state as me, but it's, he's just, it's all content based. There's no like skill, like where's the writing teaching in these small excerpts. Anyways, uh, interesting that he's a first year teacher and his instructional coach is talking about the same stuff I always talk about with uh, being more task-based. Uh, but one thing I'm really, because uh, he he's doing everything. And one thing that I try to really focus on, I think a lot of people now, is uh, you know setting kids up to, they are doing the that lifting, the cognitive load, uh, which I was talking about with uh, Adam, history Adam, Adam M, um, when, we, when he was interviewing for his job. Uh, now he has a family, Tony Danza, and they do not live in, Philadelphia, where he now has this job. And it, it's remarkable to me because he is essentially embarking on the, the first year is a very isolating event. And there's a sped teacher that like came into his room and was like, Hey, let me let me get you out of the routine of just going to school and home and school and home and school and home. Uh, we're going to go bowling on Wednesday. And he, he declines for the most part, Oh, pencils him in, but he's going to decline. But that first year, that's already isolating enough. And, uh, you know, he seems like he's really isolating himself even more because he's a state away from his family. He's not really doing anything aside from, like, he just got done leaving a diner <laughs> where he, at the end of the day, that's where he went and had dinner uh, by himself. And, and granted, most of us eat our at least our lunch alone because we don't have a prep with somebody else. But, um, you know, I'm really just, I'm thinking about how, how uh, solo it really is the first year. Remember, I felt very, very isolated. Uh, in that first year, waking up at the crack of dawn. Actually, no, it's still dark. Not even, uh, not even dawn. And then um, maybe on the drive, or by the time I get to the school, it would be, uh, you know, sunrise. But very isolating. Even even now, teaching during COVID, I'm sure for people that are in the building, uh, if they're teaching online, but they're still required to go into the school, which is a lot of people in that boat, and they're stuck in the room. Like they're being bullied into it. You have to sit in your room and be alone by yourself. Uh, and it's it's also isolating teaching from home, to be honest with you. Talking into the void, like I mentioned earlier, uh, because you can't always get that audio or uh, video feedback for, you know, visual feedback from the kids. Or even seeing like where kids are at with the task that you're on, you know. Like you can't you can't see pencils moving if the microphone 
and uh, and camera are off. Um, but it's it's really isolating. It's something that I don't I don't think enough people are are emphasizing is that uh, it, it's easy to to feel alone when you're teaching in that first year, and it's easy to feel alone when you're teaching online right now. And maybe get into the doldrums of like even right now, I fought the the urge to jump on a screen and do some grading for some work that I gave last week or to plan because I'm always I, I have such anxiety with um, getting tasks ready and getting the content ready uh, for the digital world uh, because even when I was teaching in person which hopefully we'll get back to that soon when it's safe but even when I was teaching in person I like I would get like a week ahead on making copies and I would think like oh man I should get another week ahead because I really don't because the anxiety is that real. Uh, and I, I feel like I'm seeing a little bit of that now, but in the digital world. And granted, I, I feel great not having to worry about a copy or jamming on me a thousand times uh, or running out of toner or me running out of paper and I'm going to run back to my room or somebody, because we have this stupid copier that if you're copying, uh, so you're not using the internet connection or whatever, but it's also used as a printer. So it doubles as a copier and a printer. And if somebody from their classroom sends a print job, it will interrupt your copies, jam your copies, and just to do their print job. And of course, it jams their print job. So then you're stuck using your paper to unjam their job so that their job will be finished with your paper. And then you can finally do your, your copy job if it's not completely fucked up because the thing decided to somehow prioritize something that came after yours. Like first in line is somehow like, said, oh no, put you to the side. We're going to do what just got here now. The person that just walked in the door figuratively, because it's a, it's a copy job or a print job. But I don't know. That's what I was thinking. Um, I guess it's a good opportunity now. We're, we have seen a recent uh, surge in downloads for uh, the podcast. So I guess it's a good opportunity for me to mention. Uh, I do teach high school. I do teach social studies. And it's on the, the school that I teach at is on the south side of Chicago. And uh, I've been there about, this is my fourth year now. And I also coach uh, three sports, and we're really trying to make sure that sports are kind of an avenue for kids to have other opportunities to engage with them, uh, engage them in uh, their education as well, like holding them more accountable by tracking them and looping with them. And uh, it, after my first year of being isolated in a new job, and it's overwhelming, and there's you know a million different things, and at the time when I got to that school. It was not in good shape. Like the the culture and climate was awful. Like I was, I think I had legitimately, there were only like one or two classes where I was not miserable versus like the next year, it was like only one or two. And then the year after that, it was like, no, we're pretty much good in terms of groups as a whole. And I think that has to do with the the new round of people that came in to improve the school and uh, instill a little more, uh, accountability for the kids it was mostly just uh, it, it sounds bad I don't mean it to sound this way but it was mostly kids just running rampant like everything from oh I showed up and then I cut uh, I'm not going to get in trouble because I know everybody in the I've been here for four years now and it doesn't matter because the previous admin would just lay down um, but now it, I'm at a point now where I'm I'm relatively happy with where I'm at obviously I want things to keep improving and there's different frustrations that I've talked about in terms of coworkers and things like that. But you're going to have that everywhere, truly. 
So I think, and especially with COVID and being isolated and things like that, I think I'm really um, appreciative because it's really given me a chance to ignore. I mean, literally, if there's emails where I don't need to respond, I'm not responding. And it's really given me a chance. I don't know about you, if you're a teacher, but I'm, I'm more focused on what I've always wanted to be focused on, especially taking on the department chair role last school year, right? Yeah. Uh, I feel like I got held up with a bunch of other things that were, to me, superfluous and not, not as important. It, it shouldn't have taken priority, you know? And I, I think I saw a dangerous precedent starting to be set where, you know, there were these tasks that some staff member, because, you know, if I'm their supervisor or their coach, whatever, uh, to the point where they're knocking on my door asking me for something when I'm <laughs> literally in the middle of a lesson versus now with the digital divide, now it's, it's, I'm 100% focused on, you know, making sure that the stream is working because uh, that's where I, I mean, I think most of us, that's where we want to be. We don't want to worry about emails and, you know, doing these different tasks and logs and meetings and things, for sure meetings, oh. Uh, but I, I think now I, I'm really appreciating that I can kind of get back to basics in terms of my daily focus on my, my digital classroom. And hopefully I can carry that over to the, uh, the physical one whenever we get back. But this this assistant principal here, Miss De Naples, she is she's a tough cookie. She's the principal I've been talking about that's been kind of giving him a hard time. But damn, when they switched, they spent way too much time on the uniform thing. I know that's a philosophical thing that everyone talks about, but Jesus Christ, it's like a whole episode where they switched to the school to a uniform thing. And this kid had uh, the issue was that he had white shoes on, but he had the correct shoes. I think they had to wear black shoes in his backpack. He just wanted to see like how much he could test it, how how he could mess with them. And as a response, after he switches the shoes, he gives her a dog treat for her trouble. <laughs> Dude. Ah, that kid's amazing. He got a Saturday detention, but that kid's amazing. No, um, yeah, Miss Naples, she was, uh, she's a, a tough cookie. But, you know, really, the, the show, it's, it's an interesting show. It's, and I'm, the guy's such a nice guy. That's the big takeaway after watching and I've seen the series before, but I don't really remember any of it. But after watching like the first four or five episodes or so, that's the big takeaway is he, he means so well. And, you know, I know he's not a teacher now. It, it didn't work out. Or maybe it did. And he just, this was his time to tap out because, you know, he doesn't have to do this. Um, maybe that's the best financial situation for a teacher is to be a famous actor slash boxer slash dancer. And then you've got plenty of financial security before the teacher's salary. Or you get a deal with AMC to do to do a documentary on it, um, but no surprise, no one cared enough, and the series is is gone. But I don't know, maybe we'll, we'll bring up a few things if, if I notice anything. But um, yeah, you know, I I'm really I'm encouraged by by teaching at home. It's as challenging as it is, and as frustrating as it may be sometimes. The the resilience of my students have, has been really refreshing. Uh, that's kind of been what's what's keeping me going. It, it like. Something as small as, like, I sneezed. I, I mean, I covered up the, the microphone that I use uh, to make it easier for the kids to hear me. Uh, but they still hurt. And I, I had, like, a dozen kids in one class period say, like, bless you through the, the, the Google Meet, which was just, it's just sweet. Like, little things like that, like noticing a haircut or, you know, still having those human moments through the digital divide. The kids that always chime in or, or say good morning or uh, I've had kids thank me for, for lessons, which is a first. I've never had that. Uh, just, just very polite. Everyone's saying hi and goodbye and things like that. That, you know, you really, it, it happens in person, of course, 
but you really notice it. It really stands out when you're digital and you don't see them. Because if it were me and I were in high school, I would just, you know, clock in, listen, do my assignment, clock out, wouldn't say shit, um, depending on who the teacher was. Uh, so I, I guess I, I can take that as a compliment, really, that, it, you know, kids are, are chiming in. And, uh, you know, that's, that's where I'm at right now. But uh, I did, uh, I have been doing my calls and things like that because we do have to call. And I'm sad because one of my more responsive parents, they, they moved. And uh, a student that wanted my AP course all along and finally got it in her senior year. Uh, but she is no longer a, a student at our school. So that's just kind of how it goes. So I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, this was a little Teach Tony Danza reaction type of thing. Uh, just some general thoughts from the first few episodes, things that stood out. Uh, it's an entertaining series, to be honest with you. It's a shame it didn't get picked up or more famous people don't want to be teachers, <laughs> whatever it may be. But uh, interesting to see a little a little look inside, um, even if they did spend a little too much time on, on uh, uniforms and school fights and all that shit. But uh, thanks so much for, for listening, guys. If you want to check out, we've got exclusive content, guys, like bonus episodes. I think there's like five, six, seven, I don't know. There's, there's bonus episodes, obviously access to the video episodes. Every so often we do release a, a free video episode on our YouTube. But uh, Patreon, they get at least one or two per month. Uh, in addition to the podcast merch, like they get a Classroom Brew koozie, a Classroom Brew shot glass. Uh, we're going to try to do some more merch as well. So if you have some suggestions, uh, we're going to probably do a poll or two. Uh, but send me a DM or, uh, or if you are a patron or want to become a patron, head on over to patreon.com slash classroombrew. Uh, and we'll, we've got some voting power as well. So probably some voting to decide what the next merch item will be. Uh, but uh, let people know about the podcast. Rate us in Apple Podcasts. Uh, check us out. We are not owned by Jeff Bezos, but he does. we do have Jeff Bezos' platform for Amazon uh, Audible or whatever, whatever their podcast thing is. So I think we're officially everywhere. But uh, thanks so much for, for listening and uh, check out that Teach Tony Danza thing. And uh, until next week, guys, class dismissed.